you want to get home to your family for Christmas and you're not going anywhere. BRL maybe can you know have more measurement in place just in case of snowstorm because we are living in Canada. This is expected. They don't communicate issues to you fat, quick enough as a traveler. So you come all the way down here waiting to get on the train and then, oh, cancelled. We all wanted to see our families over the holidays and nobody wanted to go through all of this. Passengers who were stuck over the weekend trying to get onto trains or stuck on trains, uh, all of this happened between uh, Ottawa and Toronto and Montreal and Toronto, really in that Kingston corridor. Uh, But does this expose a bigger problem with passenger rail in this country? If you've ever been on trains in Europe or in Japan, you know how fast and efficient they are. It's a very different situation here and in the U.S., clearly. Um, Joining us now with more on this is Greg Gormick. He's owner of OnTrack Consulting. Thanks so much for your time tonight. My pleasure, Ben. One of my favorite topics. Yes, indeed. You you write about this extensively. You know this situation inside out. So how surprising was this incredible cascade of failures that happened over the Christmas weekend? Not at all. I've been expecting something like this for decades. And it's not just VIA. It's the whole transportation system in Canada. It has been politicized for decades. It has been played with diddled, coddled, everything's been done to it. And now it's fracturing and all the little pieces are falling apart. And what it looks like, of course, when this happens is no communication. Things can, you know, huge delays. I mean, we'll take the VIA example. Um, No communication. It looked like there was very little communication with anyone hoping either on a train or hoping to get on one. Oh, no. Well, this is typical of public relations these days. It's not PR. It's CYA. Cover your ass. And they're very poor. This is something, and the minister has attacked. The minister of transport has attacked VIA. Well, he should take a look in the mirror because it is him and people like him through the decades who have led to this situation. We did not have to wind up with a fractured, largely irrelevant rail passenger system. We once had one of the best in the world. It's been destroyed. It's taken decades to do it, but it's now happening. And I'm sorry for all the people who have been inconvenienced by it. But, you know, maybe this will be a wake-up call. No country is going to survive without a proper transportation system, especially not one as big and far-flung as Canada's. So, you know, we need we need some drastic solutions here. But if you think one via is bad, I got bad news for you. We've now got two vias because this government has gone off on a tangent. They've created via high frequency rail, a new subsidiary, which will build this fabulous system in, oh, maybe 10, 15 years at an unknown cost that somehow will whisk everybody back and forth between, well, it started out Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto. Inevitably, they added Montreal, Quebec. Now to keep people quiet down in southwestern Ontario, they've added Toronto, Windsor. I've seen these things a dozen times. One of my shelves is full of reports on just these sorts of fantasies. I don't see the trains. Yeah, or or the tracks, right? I mean, the big problem here always is priority, right? I mean, one of the reasons they can't route new train or help people out when they're stuck uh, on between even Montreal and Toronto is that the tracks aren't theirs. Isn't that part of that? I mean, that's probably simplifying it. Yeah, but that's that's a vastly overstated issue because for 150 years, freight and passenger trains coexisted 
perfectly because railroaders knew how to mix the two of them and they built the infrastructure to accommodate them. We have all this talk from Via. It's always CN's fault. Well, CN was running a pretty sloppy freight railway. They've gotten their act together recently thanks to a now-departed chief operating officer. I'll tell you. Via had been doing just fine on Via's tracks until this storm hit, and then all hell broke loose. If so Via wants what, to run properly yeah. on – but we can't afford to duplicate the entire railway system just for Via. Uh, we have to coexist. I, you know, in all of this, I've, all, I've asked several VIA presidents, and they always run away from the question. Have you actually sat down with CN and discussed what it would take and how the government could put up the money to do this so that both the freight and the passenger trains could peacefully coexist like they always did? The answer is no answer. They just run away from the question. Yeah, I, I know there was a lot of confusion because, of course, uh, you know it's a patchwork. But you know, Via is a crown corporation. <laughs> this is essentially they report they report to the Minister of Transportation. This should be a relatively easy one to fix if yeah. the if the if the will was there. I mean, we know how important rail should be, especially between Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. I know you think that's overdone sometimes, but in that corridor, it's incredibly important. You'd think they would this would be priority number one. Fix this. Absolutely. But instead of fixing the problem, they're now going to create another problem. They're going to rebuild 100 miles of, of abandoned Canadian Pacific track, abandoned for a good reason. It was a rotten route. CP replaced it with another route. They're going to rebuild that, and they're going to have this high-frequency rail gizmo. And it, oh, it? it just goes Oh, well, well, I mean, right off the bat, it's a term that they created themselves. The term that should be used is high-performance rail, and that's what's emerging more and more in the United States, and that's what they have overseas. That's what's led to high-speed rail, where they built their markets with high-performance rail. High-performance rail involves running freight and passenger trains on the same tracks, which have been upgraded and the capacity expanded to accommodate both of them. And then when you've built your market, then you can justify building these all new line segments that can operate at, you know, 300 kilometers per hour. Right now, VIA runs its trains. I'm sorry, I'm still imperial because the railway industry has stuck with that. We sure. run – in fact, the CN main line is right behind me where where I live in Oshawa. Um, I've been on that line several times in the last few weeks. Those trains, those VIA trains one, run at 100 miles per hour, 160 kilometers per hour mixed in with freight trains. Well, it can be done. So, so if you look at what happened then uh, over the weekend, do you think it will be a wake-up call? Because, I mean, this seems like a worst case. It seems like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. But it was uh, clearly a symbol of something bigger afoot when it comes to passenger rail, specifically on that really busy line between Montreal and Toronto, Montreal and Toronto and Ottawa. Well, it should be a wake-up call. But ultimately, the call has to be made by Ottawa and I don't see any bright lights up there that are going to now turn around and go, yeah, maybe we should focus on the system that we have instead of this this promise that we keep making and dangling in front of people. But, you know, on top of this, what's also very, very revealing is that our highway and air systems broke down at the same time. And therein lies the problem. We have been 
forcing money into those systems for decades. They were supposed to have I mean, statements. The government, the federal government through the pandemic gave $10 billion to the aviation system. The airport authorities are dragging $15 billion worth of debt behind them. And you can just well imagine who's ultimately going to get stuck with that. And the prime minister, when he's handing out these checks, says, oh, air service is the backbone of our regional transportation network. Well, maybe the question should be, why is that? Because rail is more resilient. The energy consumption is lower. And when the trains are properly filled, the energy consumption is at its peak and the emissions follow the energy consumption. Everything is there in favor of a rail renaissance. But the call has to be made by Ottawa. As you said, via the Crown Corporation, Ottawa plays this nice little game. When you ask them why VIA has done something, and you know that it's ultimately Ottawa's responsibility, they give you a boilerplate answer. VIA is an arm's-length crown corporation that makes its decisions. Oh, sure they do. They're under Ottawa's thumb. And the provinces are nowhere to be seen because they feel, oh, that's a federal responsibility. Meanwhile, they're funding the ultimate competition for the passenger trains, which is the highways. And the highways don't recover even half of what we put into them. And then people say to me, oh, but those passenger trains are so subsidized. It's all subsidized. It sounds like, uh, well, we could have, we'll have this conversation again, Greg, because it feels like we have a lot more to talk about. But for the time being, uh, for the time being, Greg, thank you so much for shedding some light on what has been a very bad weekend for Via. Much appreciated. I hope it gets better for them and for all of us. <laughs> Agreed.